Welcome to a D&D Candle Lab. D&D 5e Character Lab Podcast with your hosts, Garen and Dan. And welcome to the D&D Character Lab, the show based around the one thing we as players cannot resist. And that is compulsively creating characters and daydreaming about their validity in-game. Each week we are bringing a new character to the table, drawing from a plethora of published content and scoring against a predefined table of criteria. It is then up to us to use our own personal charisma modifiers to convince the other that our baby is better. Hey guys, it's Garen. This week we have our eggnog poured, mistletoe hung, ogre head on the fire. Talking about Christmas time, people. Our favorite time of year over here in the lab. Mmm, you can just smell the cooking brains of that ogre head. Gets me all warm and fuzzy inside. To celebrate, Garen and I binged all of our favorite Christmas movies together, didn't sleep or bathe, and created 5e characters out of all of the characters in each of these movies. We then chose the best two to bring them to the lab to showcase on our show today. Now granted, these character creations being showcased in today's show were made early on in our Christmas movie marathon as the sleep deprivation led to an iteration of George Bailey that was half-orc that could cast Fireball. Needless to say, the majority of the creations during the hour 36 were all trashed. But before we get into the characters that made the final cut, let us go over the rules of our show. We'll be scoring our character creations against nine criteria. Melee damage, range damage, burninating, which is magic damage, control in and out of the battlefield, tankiness, how well a PC can take a hit and what kind of healing they have, ally assist, what abilities they have to help their fellow party members, balance, how optimized the character is on the character sheet itself, and the smooth operator and spitting fire charisma sections. Now for these two sections, we will have a role-playing scenario that has been provided to us by one of our patrons, and we must determine how the PC we built would handle it in a smooth and aggressive manner. These categories often use charisma-based skills, but can also use spells, background features, kind of whatever we can conjure up, but each one of us will also get a challenge roll once per episode where we can make the other person earn the score that they're arguing for. The roll will use the charisma modifier for a persuasion check. The various scores have a different DC, And if the person meets or exceeds the DC, of course, the score that they're arguing for is achieved. But if they fail, they must take the score one below that of which they're arguing for. Sorry for interrupting there, Garen, but I didn't mean to steal your thunder. Just steal Christmas. Let me introduce you to the fifth edition version of The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Now, if you're not familiar with The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, let me give you a little spiel. Every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. The Grinch hated Christmas, the whole Christmas season. Now, please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. It could be, perhaps, that his shoes were too tight. But I think that most likely reason of all may have been that his heart was two sizes too small. Whatever the reason, his heart or his shoes, he stood there on Christmas Eve, hating the Who's, staring down from his cave with a sour, grinchy frown, and the warm, lighted windows below in their town. For he knew every Who down in Whoville beneath was busy now hanging a mistletoe wreath. And they're hanging their stockings, he snarled with a sneer. Tomorrow is Christmas, it's practically here. Then he growled with his Grinch fingers nervously drumming. I must... Find a way to stop Christmas from coming. That's a little prompt for my Grinch this week. Now, Garen, who do you have? But, but Dan, you didn't tell us the race in class. 
You're right. The Grinch is a level eight Githerzai thief rogue of the hermit background. Ooh. I only chose the Githzerai because they look exactly like the Grinch, only a lot taller. Physically, yes. Totally accurate. I guess we'll get into their ability stats as we uh, move towards the build here, but I'm feeling it right now. That's a nice setup, Dan. I would like to take you to my side of the table here, where I have chose this level eight character, this man, this honorable family man that just time and time again hopes for the best for him and his wife and his children and has the highest expectations as to what could possibly happen. And he often comes up short. He is met with his own buffoonery, the buffoonery of his family, the impulses of his children, the warnings of his wife, but also she's made her mistakes as well. This honorable man living in the Chicago suburbs is known as Clark W. Griswold. And I brought him to the lab today as a half-elf because I find him quite charming. He is a folk hero background, and he is a drunken monk because homeboy loves his eggnog. So <laughs> I am bringing him into the lab today. He is going to fumble and pratfall his way to victory for our Christmas-themed episode. Now, in the spirit of Clark Griswold, let me light our Christmas tree on fire and really get this party started. Garen, 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 there's no need for that. Besides, our fire extinguisher is basically just a stored spell of Create Bonfire that I got you as an April Fool's gag. Su surprise. There's a much simpler way to get that wonderful piney essence without smoking us out of our dungeon lab. Just light up this Walk in the Woods candle by Cantrip Candles. Cantrip Candles, after all, are the purveyors of 100% soy-based candles that are specifically designed to accompany your tabletop adventures in games like D&D and Pathfinder. They have a great selection of scents that smell like different locations in the fantasy world, such as musty taverns, libraries full of arcane texts or the ones that we just lit up a walk in the woods this candle is just pure christmas nostalgia with its subtle and joyful notes of sandalwood and pine but to be honest you can find a scent for all of your adventures with their sampler pack which offer nine of their scents for a great great low price now once you decide that you want to buy every single one of those scents we're happy that you now can and that the lab will help you cover some of those costs. Merry Christmas, folks. We're talking about a coupon code. Whoop, 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 whoop. L-A-B-R-A-T, lab rat, all one word. At checkout saves you 10% and it sends us the bill for the remainder. Get in there, cantripcandles.com. And if you don't know how to spell cantrip, you shouldn't be playing D&D. Thank you for lighting that up, Dan. And thank you, Cantrip Candles, for that message. Now, let's get right into it. I'm going to take us into melee combat. Clark Griswold being a drunken monk, he fills up on that eggnog and hitting it with that plus six to hit, 1d6 plus three damage. He also has snow flurry of blows. Ah, I like what you did. And he has a chainsaw, which is a plus three to hit, 1d8 slashing damage. Excuse me? He's got a chainsaw. All right. I am arguing plus one for Clark Griswold. You can get the plus one because I'm arguing a zero with very similar things, only no chainsaw. I have a short sword with a plus five to hit because I don't really know what else the, Gr the, the Grinch would have. He's got 1d6 plus two piercing, and he's got a dagger with a plus five to hit, deals out 1d4 plus two piercing. I don't see him ever using these, though. If anything, I was going to say he's really a dagger kind of guy. Cleaning his fingernails with it, that's the kind of guy the Grinch is. No question. But moving into ranged, now I imagine him as a ranged combatant. He's got a short bow with 1d6 plus 2 piercing damage, but he's got that sneak attack for that extra 4d6 
damage. But you know how he's always peering over the mountains? Even in that intro, it says that he's peering down at the Who's in Whoville. He's always he does peering. a lot of peering. And so I definitely see him more as a ranged attacker. I'm arguing a plus one here. Short bow, but just the one attack. But your damage output is way higher than mine, so I can definitely grant you that plus one. I am arguing a zero. I have naturally got darts as a monk. I've also got deflect missiles, which I can turn into my own barrage if I roll that die sweet enough. And I am not proficient, but I can use gutter icicles as a ranged attack if circumstances are appropriate. Okay, sounds like a good zero to me. So it looks like we have broken even here, but let's go into burninating and see what the tiebreaker is here. Well, this is simple for me. All of my strikes have the magic of Christmas. Good point. So what are you arguing? Ooh, let's see. Jesus was zero years old when Christmas was born. When Christmas how, was born? Is, is that, that how that works? Is that how that works? On the first Christmas, Jesus was zero years old. So I am arguing a zero. I think that's a good that's, that's a good argument. Mine is easy. Negative two. No damage dealing magic. And that's why he inevitably could not pull off the greatest heist of all time. Oh, he done screwed it up. Yeah. All right. Done but how's his control? Up. Plus two here. He has mental discipline, which is a, a Gizzerai trait. Uh, gives you advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened. This guy was not easily shook. His heart was black. Um, mm, yeah. Yeah. He also has psionics, which gives him the power to cast Mage Hand and Detect Thoughts. But I would like to reskin Detect Thoughts as empathy once his heart grew two sizes. I think that that's... Nice. I like that. I like that little reskin. Fast hands, it's a thief trait. Uh, you can use your bonus action, granted by cunning action, to make a dex check or a sleight of hand, really, to use your thieves' tools to disarm a trap, open a lock, or take the use an object action. Also, second story work uh, basically just gives you the ability to jump a total of your dex modifier plus whatever uh, the regular jump would be. And then, of course, climbing costs no extra movement. But then, most importantly, I took the skilled feat. Uh, Ooh. Yeah, so this is, you know, arguably useless in a lot of uh, circumstances, but it does add a lot of flavor to your character. And so I added proficiencies in the disguise kit, because he was disguising himself as Santa Claus, the animal handling uh, skill for his dog, Max, and carpenter's tools to build his ramshackle sleigh. Wow. On point. Excellent argument. This is really feeling like the Grinch now, and this is the appropriate time for me to ask you to roll. Oh, all right. So his charisma is actually kind of high because he is a deceiving little Grinch. Uh, so I have a plus three to the roll. So that means I need to roll a 14 or better. I rolled a six. That's not going to do it. Take that one. And I too, man, I was going to ask for a plus two on control as well. But, you know, honestly, in light of your argument, I'm asking for a plus one. First of all, I have a plus two to animal handling for snotty dogs and loose squirrels. I have Drunken Technique as being a drunken monk. I can use Disengage whenever I take Flurry of Blows and I do not incur attacks of opportunity. And my speed increases by 10 feet. And, Dan, you're familiar enough with Clark Griswold. What feet does he have? Boy. He gets in a lot of bad situations, but he is never seriously harmed. Tough feet. Lucky feet. Oh, he is lucky. No question about that. Yeah, good yeah. call. He's not smart, but he's lucky. So those things considered, I'm arguing a plus one here i also have the increased move speed from being a monk and i have the step of the wind you know classic yes. monk features there sure it is a solid plus one 
I also want to take this moment to plug the Lucky Feet for our listeners. Um, it is <laughs> arguably a little bit overpowered, but man, does it get you out of some sticky situations and it recharges every long rest. So it's three rerolls. Um, and also you can have an attack that's against you. You can um, actually roll a die and, and have the attacker take your roll over the roll that they're rolling. So pretty powerful. Um, but Well, Dan, in 2019, all of our episodes are going to be sponsored by one feat and or ability. So that's a good time to reveal it now. We are currently sponsored by the Lucky Feet. <laughs> In light of our sponsorship, Garen, I think that you need to channel your luck on this roll for a plus one. Well, I also have a plus three charisma because I've got those dad vibes. That's those dad vibes, yeah. He screws up a lot, but they never turn their back on him. Dad of the year. I rolled a 14 with a plus three is going to seal that You're gonna deal. See it. You're going to seal it. So plus one for you. Moving into tankiness, I have a feeling Clark Griswold can take a hit. He sure can. His AC is low at a 13, and you'll understand why pretty soon. He does have 88 hit points. He's also got stillness of mind where he can shake off a charm or anything like that. He's got slow fall, which is crucial when you're hanging Christmas lights or plunging from the attic. And he's got patient defense. These are all classic features here, but Clark Griswold... He's got a lot of HP. I think this is a solid plus one. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, the Monk, just in its true essence, is very tanky at higher level. So I will grant you that plus one. I'm also arguing a plus one. Part of the Githzerai Psionics is that I can cast Shield uh, once per long rest, which will add five to my AC. I also have Uncanny Dodge and Evasion. My AC is 12 and I have 64 HP. Fantastic. I can totally see a plus one on that. Okay, so moving into balance, I have a I have another little spiel here. He took Ooh, the okay. he took the who pudding. He took the roast beast. He cleaned out that ice box as quick as a flash. Why that Grinch even took the last can of who hash? Then he stuffed all the food up the chimney with glee. And now, grinned the Grinch, I will stuff up the tree. The Grinch grabbed the tree and he started to shove. When he heard a small sound like the coo of a dove. He turned around fast. He saw a small who, little Cindy Lou who, who was not more than two. The Grinch had been caught by his this tiny who daughter, who'd got out of bed for a cup of cold water. She stared at the Grinch and said, Santa Claus, why? Why are you taking our Christmas tree? Why? But you know, that old Grinch was so smart and so slick. He thought up a lie and he thought it up quick. Why, my sweet little tot? The fake Santa Claus lied. There's a light on this tree that won't light on one side. So I'm taking it home to my workshop, my dear. I'll fix it up there, then I'll bring it back here. And this fib fooled the child. Then he patted her head, and he got her a drink, and he sent her to bed. So the moral of the story is he is rather deceiving. He is not easily shook. He is not easily charmed. He has a strength of 10, dex of 15, Constitution of 10, Intelligence of 14, Wisdom of 10, and a Charisma of 17. A couple key notables here is he has expertise in stealth and sleight of hand. He is also proficient in investigation, medicine, deception, and animal handling. And, of course, uh, saving throws in intelligence and dexterity. AC of 12, 64 hit points, and a passive perception of 10. And you are arguing a what? I'm arguing a plus one. Okay. I will give you a plus one for sure. I, I was going to knock you down because that was like listening to a Boris Karloff with a cold as you recite most of the Grinch for us. But it is rather sweet. 
And I was going to knock you down because you took ability balance out of order. It's supposed to be ally assist next in our category. I understand we've only been doing this show for a year and a half. You're still new. <laughs> True. But your plus one is very, very believable. I am actually arguing a minus one on ability balance. Let's talk about Clark for a second. He's a pretty unoptimized guy. He has a strength of 10. He's not terribly beefy. He's not horribly scrawny. He's got dexterity of 13, which I can only imagine he does because of the amount of times he's climbing on things, his house, uh, the Hoover Dam when he went to Vegas. He has a constitution of 17 because Homeboy can take a hit and he always shakes it off. He has intelligence and wisdom of 9, just no explanation needed, and a charisma of 16 because of his uh, dad vibes that I mentioned before. 45-foot moving speed, proficient in acrobatics, performance, stealth, survival, animal handling, as I mentioned before. This is not balanced in any way, and it's not even optimized for being a monk because his wisdom is so low. His spell save DC is 10. Yeah, that is not optimized. Not at all. Okay, yeah, definitely a minus one, but in a typical Clark Griswold fashion, uh, he is not a very optimized human, so... Very well done. Moving into ally assist, how does Clark Griswold help his allies? Well, I would imagine you're going to gear this towards how he helps his family, huh? He is all about his family, but you know, so are we. That's why we're here. That's why we're talking to you people who we consider part of our extended family. And we want to ask you something. Do you have a D&D lover in your life? Of course you do. Need a gift for that nerd you can't live without? Of course you do. Well, we have a variety of options that may fit that bill. Give the Gift a bonus episodes to your favorite lab boys and a bunch of other great extras on our Patreon. It has tiers that start at a dollar and move all the way up to 20. You might be asking yourself, how do I give a gift to my friends? Well, if you become a donor, you can let them listen to the episodes. We don't care if you share. We also have supplements available on DMs Guild for a buck. You can download that PDF and share it with as many people as you want. We don't care. Search Garen Jones and you can find all the great stuff we have on there. Best of all, we have ability score shirts for sale that have the minimum and maximum values for each ability score in the box on your chest. We recommend you don't share this one because you probably have different sizes than your friends. You also have different body chemistries and stank. And most importantly, different abilities, Garen. That is so true. Dan and I would not be able to share this same shirt because I've got a strength of 20 and Dan has a strength of... The proceeds of all these items go directly to the show to help support us and keep us growing into 2019. So my argument for Clark Griswold on his ally assist is very simple. I don't have any features per se on my character sheet apart from being a folk hero and having rustic hospitality because I welcome everyone into my home and I do anything I can to make their holidays wonderful. I am arguing a minus one because that's better than nothing. (sighs) It's a minus two. You don't have anything. Dude, it's Christmas. Fine. Minus one. I definitely am a minus two, though. I'm the Grinch. I have no friends, and I'm not looking out for anybody but myself. So even if I had abilities, I didn't plug them in here. That's so honest. That's why you wanted to give me a minus two. I get you. (laughs) I'm not taking the minus two, but that was very honest of you. (laughs) Well, moving into the smooth operator scenario, this one was submitted by our patron and friend, Gabe Kleinert, who is also the host of Interparty Conflict, and he submitted that you are at your favorite gambling den when some foreigners show up with a new game of skill that they are advertising. You toss a few coins down, pick up the dice, and ask how to play. When they inform you with a grin, you're required to learn as you play. Go ahead and roll. Now, you're no stranger to betting games. But if you don't know the rules, you can't help but feel like you won't be seeing those coins again. 
What do you do to make sure that you feel like at the end of this game, you're walking away with more money than when you started? The Grinch is always going to be able to come out with more than what he started. So I would grin and laugh and learn to play. Pretending to be bewildered, I would lead them astray. With a plus nine deception and a plus eight sleight of hand, my confusion ever growing, not a chance they would stand. I would rob them blindly, none of them any the wiser, when I would excuse myself to the bathroom and don a visor. Applying my disguise kit, I would return to the table, claiming to be the dealer of the dice, and there was no one more capable. I would hold the bets and skim the top, robbing them in plain sight until they had to close up shop. Plus one. Oh, so good. Hit me with those rhymes, baby. Dan, you came prepared in December. I gotta tell you what, this is some good episode performance on your part. I got absolutely yeah, I got a plus one on that. I got a proficiency in performance, man. Well, so do I, and that is gonna come in handy here on my smooth operator. When I tell them, you know, Clark loves to gamble. We all saw Vegas vacation, but he's not necessarily good at it. So I tell him I want to go all in, but then when they accept, I say I got to use my lucky roll. I stand up and I perform an exaggerated dance as I shake the dice around with my plus six to performance. This is actually quite entertaining. I backflip onto the table using my plus six to acrobatics and I throw the dice down with such force that I stagger myself and have to use the head of the lead thug to stop me from falling. When I do that, I use stunning strike on him. He then, I then exclaim, my lucky roll must have been too much, and I take the winnings and depart. That's aggressive. You're taking a minus one penalty to whatever you're arguing. I was arguing a plus one. Yeah, you'll take a zero. That's aggressive. Stunning strike? Good God. <laughs> In an aggressive turn of events, after a few turns, you could have sworn the rules were changed on you, and you get the impression that these foreigners are indeed fleecing you out of your hard-gambled money. What do you do to put them in their place? How do you handle this aggressively, Garen? Okay. I let them win the next round, and then when they reach for the pot, I drain my eggnog, and I take a sloppy swing at the winner, purposely missing. They try and hit me back, and I use tipsy sway, a feature of my drunken monk class, which fall back into my chair onto the ground as they punch their friend. I then pop up and tell them what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood-sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, sloppy-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit they are. Hallelujah, I say, and I storm out, leaving all of my gold on the table. So, of course, they collect it, thinking they've gotten the better of me, But at the end of the night, my cousin Eddie shows up in their house, kidnaps him for me, and brings him back to my place for that sweet revenge. All right. Well, you're you're, you're relying a little bit on Eddie, so uh, I'm going to argue a plus one here because Eddie's doing a little bit of the dirty work. Have I not mentioned Eddie? He is a level 20 barbarian. (laughs) Nice try. I'm going to argue a plus one here as well. So I would continue to play nicely, taking note of each of the who's who are wronging me and later that night i would visit their homes and take every gift from under their tree keeping all of the good gifts for myself and my trusty friend max we would sell all of the rest charging a hefty surtax when the shifty who's awake they would discover the calamity and christmas would be ruined for them and their family i'm basically just saying i'm gonna grinch him <laughs> I would have loved it more if he just said plus one. I'm gonna grinch him. <laughs> plus one. I'm gonna grinch him. That makes perfect sense. That is plus one worthy. This uh, man, you did a great job on this grinch here. I love it. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so 
moving this into X Factor, would you play Clark Griswold? But most importantly, I think this this puts on a good display of the Drunken Monk, which is a really fun subclass. I, we've featured it a number of times here on the show, but it is is pretty fun, and this was a great build uh, on your part, if I do say my, so myself. Well, thank you. Yes, yes, I like the idea of Clark. I think he's a really fun character. I enjoy all of those movies. But this actual character, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be fun to play sometime to play such an unoptimized character because I would still be competent at some things, but it's really not a great monk. But just the idea of the role play of Clark, that would be very entertaining. It would be. It would be. How about you? So I I would play the Grinch, but, you know, it's a thief rogue, so it's a little bit uh, worn territory in my book. But if if you play Mm -hmm. it right, I think that, you know, he would be a... uh, relatively you know i i felt like the hermit background was perfect for this guy because he's just kind of antisocial. he's got no good intentions you know before his heart grows two sizes i think it's not a great party member no that's a good point yeah he would not be fun in a party at all so garen why don't you go ahead well, and uh, give us a drum roll and, and reveal who takes christmas supremacy this year well i'd be happy to here we go I, i've been working on my drum roll that's that's right, folks. We mentioned that there will be improvements in 2019, and Garen just gave you a little sneak preview of our improved audio production. Beatbox drum roll. <laughs> Get ready for this. 365 days of yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. It's like an 808. Uh, let's cut to the chase. Chevy Chase. We tied for Christmas. <laughs> Chevy, let's cut to the Chevy Chase. Yeah. <laughs> two to two we tied christmas everyone gets gifts everyone's happy wonderful wonderful job this this week garen put me in the christmas spirit and uh i downed two glasses of eggnog all the while so i think that i'm also a drunken monk at this point but why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners what they can expect coming out of the lab maybe next week and going into next year you know what? The first thing you come out of the lab is thank you, guys. We have loved this journey. We love going into 2019 with all of you. We do have one more episode, of course, in 2018, and that is going to be another mailbag episode where we're going to answer your questions on our social media. We've been getting questions on our Facebook and Twitter and our Discord from our patrons, and we are going to be wrapping up the year with just some on-topic, off-topic questions just for fun. And coming into 2019, we are going to be taking a couple weeks off, focusing on improving our show. We do have some ideas, some small tweaks to the show that we think are going to be a lot of fun. And so expect announcements on our social media for details for that. Or you can expect the third Wednesday in January to get your first Character Lab episode of 2019. A couple other things to let you know. We do have our 12 Days of Christmas that's going on right now. Six days have elapsed when you hear this on release day, and we are dropping some PDFs, some artwork, some extra special treats, maybe some audio bonuses for any patron, $1 and up. So get in on that if you like. Our Discord is really fun. We're in there every day talking to our brand new friends, and we really enjoy their company. We'd love to talk to you too. And if you just want to email us, dndcharacterlab at gmail.com. We love hearing about people's games. We love answering questions about character builds because Dan and I have done collectively about 150 characters now. Yeah, right about there. Yep. Yeah. So we definitely have some experience with building a character, both good and bad, as if you heard of any of our episodes. So (laughs) thank you guys for a fantastic second year of the lab. Yeah, I would like to uh, echo that sentiment. And that about wraps things up for us this week, Lab Rats. Just remember, when it comes to character creation, it doesn't have to be optimized. 
It just has to be fun. Merry Christmas. This has been a production of the D&D Character Lab Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DND Character Lab. Or shoot us an email at dndcharacterlab at gmail.com. Most importantly, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app.